don't you stand if you if you'd like if you can tonight we want to give him our very best and so uh, let's just begin by giving him uh, uh, some praise and some prayer father we love you uh, we thank you for the opportunity to gather in your house again tonight uh, we thank you for every life home family represented here in this room God those that are that are watching online God we pray your blessing upon them tonight God, use this service to minister uh, truth and enlightenment, God, through your word. God, bring great revelation through your word tonight. God, that your name may be lifted high. God, we give you praise and honor. In Jesus' perfect name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord.
together. Oh, Lord, you're so honored. You're so honored among your people, God. Our, our hearts cry is to honor you, Lord, to magnify you, Lord, to exalt you, oh God, to lift high the, the King of glory. Oh, we bless your name. Oh, how we praise you, Lord. We truly worship the King of glory. Praise you. Glory be unto your name. 
Thank you, Lord. Oh, we're in love with Him tonight, church, aren't we? Come on, let's give Him a hand clap of worship and praise. Thank you, Lord. Oh, He's a good God, church. And the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. He tries to do everything in his power to distract and to confuse and to bring just all kinds of distractions while worship's going on. And I'm not saying that my wife is a distraction or that she's working for the devil, but we got a phone call just a second ago for those of you that's wondering, and they said the alarm was going off and that there was a smoke sensor that was going off, and but there was not. And so we thank the Lord... You know, if there's going to be a fire, it's going to be the Holy Ghost in fire, okay? And so, anyway, <laughs> thank the Lord there was no, nothing serious happening, and, and uh, thank the Lord that, that everything's, they're on the ball watching out for us, and so we thank the Lord for that. A few announcements tonight as we get started. Uh, of course, I want to remind you about uh, the, the water bottles that uh, the youth have for sale. Uh, they're using those as a, a fundraiser for their upcoming missions trip to Eureka Springs. Um, there's some plastic squirt bottles. Uh, you can get any emblem or logo put on the outside of the bottle that you'd like, whether it be the church logo, the youth, the kids, whatever. Um, the plastic bottles are $5 and the aluminum ones are 8 And uh, so if you'd like one of those, there's a sign-up sheet in the uh, foyer. Uh, please fill that out, and Brother Chasen will try to have them back to you uh, by this weekend. Uh, also, Easter egg hunt's coming up on the 16th at 11.30. Please invite folks. Uh, there's a whole bunch of flyers on the information booth. Grab one of those if you have a location where you can put that up, maybe in your workplace or uh, at the grocery store you shop at. They'll allow you to do that. Please put that up and uh, just spread the word as much as you can. Everybody's welcome. Uh, we've got somewhere just a little over 4,000 eggs. And so uh, that's, that's going to be a whole lot of eggs for, for me and Joey to have to eat. And uh, so you, you better get some kiddos here so we can, we can get all those, those eggs given away. Easter Sunday's coming up on the 17th. We're very excited about that. Uh, we're going to be do, doing two Sunday morning services at 815 uh, we'll take a break and go do Sunday school, and then we'll come back at 10.30 uh, and have our second morning service. Uh, Sister Julie has, has told me we're going to do more of a traditional uh, worship set uh, for our 8.15 service, and we'll do more of a contemporary worship set for our 10.30. And uh, so I'm excited about that. Guys, I'm believing. I'm believing such great things. Um, I, I know I've been telling you... Excuse me. I know I've been telling you for a while, but the Holy Spirit has just been pouring stuff into me uh, about that day and for that day and, and the word that He has uh, poured into my heart and my spirit for that day is, is something unlike anything He's ever told me before. And so uh, I'm excited to preach it. I, I'm anxious to preach it. And uh, yes, I'm looking forward to Palm Sunday this weekend. Uh, we're going to shout Hosanna. Uh, but I'm looking to that empty tomb, and I'm looking to that empty grave. Um, and, and I'll tell you tonight, I've, I've been trying to, uh, to, to get you ready all month long. But uh, I'll tell you again tonight, it ain't over till God says it's over. And so I'm excited about that. Uh, men's Breakfast and Fellowship's coming up the 16th. Uh, that's at 8.30 in our fellowship hall. Ladies Heart to Heart will be the 19th at 6.30 in the evening. 
And uh, we invite everybody to come. There's uh, some ministry opportunities that are going on. I haven't had an opportunity to announce this, you know, from behind the pulpit. But uh, we have someone on that security desk every service. Uh, if you didn't know that, there's somebody out there every service watching out for us. They are, they're able to see the parking lot up and down the hallways. They're making sure that, uh, that we're safe to come in here and worship. And, and uh, they're out there taking care. Brother Randy's out there tonight taking care of us. We need help in that ministry. Uh, if you'd like to volunteer for one service a month, uh, Brother Ron kind of heads all that up. And uh, he ends up working more than one service a month. And so the more guys we have, the more freedom we have. And so if you'd like to be involved with that, please get with Brother Ron. Uh, he'd love to put you on the schedule. Also, uh, Brother Chasen would love some help with uh, youth, youth concessions. That's before service on Wednesday night. If you could be here a little early, uh, he would love your help. He can give you all the information. And door greeters. We would love to, to get some door greeters set back up. And uh, some people just with smiling faces. Now, listen, we don't want grumpy people to be the door greeters, okay? If you have got just a, a, a bad attitude, then, then maybe you ought to work the nursery uh, or something like that. Uh, that's kind of fitting for in there. But, uh, man, if you, if you know how to smile, if you know how to be polite and, and just make people feel loved and welcome when they walk in the door, we need your help uh, to, to welcome people on Sunday morning. And so uh, if you'd like to be involved in any of those ministries, there's always ministry opportunities. There's always places to get plugged in. And so uh, don't think, well, they probably got somebody to do that. No, uh, we're probably looking for you. And uh, so if you'd love to help, we'd love to put you to work. Uh, a few things to be reminded of tonight as we go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, we had added Brother Ronnie Burns to our prayer list. Um, he is home from the hospital. Um, he's still having to go back every day, and they're, they're giving him antibiotics. They, they put a port in, and so they can go in and plug him together and, and uh, you know, pour, the, pour the medication to him. And I think he's only there, what, uh, about an hour or something like that every day? And, uh, but I, I told him, I said, if, if you're going to do that every day, you need to get married to take you to get a big steak right after you get done just, you know, for having to go do that. And so hopefully he gets that done as well. Uh, but anyway, we, we love Brother Ronnie. We miss him. He's got to go through this process for 10 days of going in and getting, you know, hooked up to that, to that strong antibiotic. And so uh, we thank the Lord for that. Brother Curtis, it's good to see you tonight. We've been praying for you. We got you at the top of our prayer list, and we're glad you're up and going, and, and I hope you're not in too much trouble, uh, if you know what I mean. And so I'm praying for that as well, just kind of move on. Yes, Sylvia, I'm still praying for him, okay? I love you too. Uh, <laughs> James Curran, we're praying for. Uh, is he home, brother? He's staying with y'all. Okay. Sure. Get his strength back. Amen. Praise God. Feel confident in being able to walk. Amen. Amen. He's working on it, so we'll just believe the Lord takes care of the rest of it. Yes, sir. Thank the Lord. We're glad he's doing better. Uh, still praying for Bud and for Betty. Uh, also, uh, I'd ask you guys to remember Sister LaDonna tonight. Brother Gerald came to my office and uh, before service when he got here. And uh, Miss LaDonna is, is suffering with a really bad headache today. And uh, I think there's, you know, something flying around in the air and there's a bunch of people that are, 
that are going through it. I'm not diminishing what LaDonna's going through by any means, uh, but there are several people, I think, that I've, that I've spoken with just this week that are uh, going through the headache process. And so please be praying for LaDonna specifically tonight, that God would touch her and, and just uh, remove all the, uh, the pain of the headache. Uh, let me give you guys a minute or two. Uh, we want to continue to pray for Miss Marla. Uh, she's here. She's doing better. Uh, she went to the chiropractor today and, and got some relief, but we're still praying for your back, sister. I uh, want it to be just healed 100% and uh, just no pain, no pain, no pain. Anything else that I can pray with you guys about tonight? What's going on with you? What's the latest on Garen, sis? Um, he had an eye exam today. We still need miracle there. So okay. 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 Still, still praying for 100%, and the eyes to the eyes to be the way they're supposed to be and function the way God designed them, and uh, be praying that way. What else? Who else can we pray with tonight? What's going on in your life? Jacqueline is home with a bad headache tomorrow. Okay. Miss Sherry. Remember Brenda Morton. She has to go to the. We'll be praying for, for God. God knows best. And so we'll be praying for exactly that. Okay. Anything else? I don't want to overlook anyone's needs or anything going on in your life. Anything we can pray with you about. All right. Hey, I would ask you guys on kind of a personal note, uh, a friend of mine, um, a, a gentleman was on my board. Actually, he was a, a deacon uh, board member whenever I pastored the church there in Muskogee. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Philip Cleveland. I received word this, this past Monday from, from, my, from my buddy, uh, Brother Terry, uh, was my worship pastor there, uh, that Philip passed away this past weekend. And a young man uh, in his, in his mid-40s, and um, I'm sh my heart goes out to his wife, Cheryl, and to their entire family, their kids, their grandkids. And so uh, if you'd remember the Cleveland family tonight, just uh, as we pray together, and, and God just to bring comfort and peace to them. God's a God of healing, right? And he's a God of comfort and strength. And so uh, why don't we stand together tonight and pray with those things in mind. And uh, we're just going to believe the Lord just to help us tonight in this place. Father, uh, we came into your house tonight worshiping and praising you. Uh, we came together tonight, God, to give you the glory and the honor and the thanks that only you truly deserve. Uh, God, we would pray tonight over every one of these needs and every one of these names. Uh, God, I, I pray for complete healing over Brother Ronnie. Uh, God, I ask that you touch him, that you administer healing to him. Uh, God, I pray right now that you would just take away uh, all the infection that's there in his body, whatever it may be and wherever it may be. God, I, I just speak wholeness and healing over him. God, I pray for Curtis tonight. I pray you give the doctors wisdom and exactly what's going on and, and God, how everything can be made right. God, we pray for James tonight. We ask you, Lord, to intervene on his behalf. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would just minister healing and wholeness, give strength to his body, uh, to his legs. God, just in, encourage and build him up every day. God, for Sister LaDonna and for Jacqueline tonight, God, we just we pray these headaches away. God, we ask you right now to remove all the suffering associated with the headaches. And, and God, right now that you just build them up and help them. 
God, for Brenda as she goes in for the CT scan, God, we, we would ask that you'd be with her every step of the way and lead and guide the doctors and give them wisdom. We pray for David tomorrow as he goes before the judge. And, and God, we just pray your, your plan, God, your building up, God, your counsel, your direction. God, I pray for the Cleveland family. I, I, I pray for Cheryl, God, especially. I, I know the loss of her, her husband must be a, a difficult time, a difficult season for her to walk through. But Lord, I know she's not walking alone. I know that you're there with her every step of the way. And God, I just pray right now comfort for their entire family. Uh, Lord God, a, a help and an encouragement, uh, Lord, that quite honestly can only come from you. I love you tonight, Lord. I trust you. Uh, you're good and you're faithful. In all your ways, Lord, we give you praise and thanks. You are merciful and you're mighty. And we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap if you wouldn't mind tonight. Amen. God bless you guys as you're seated tonight. I want to jump directly into the Word tonight. I've got a, a whole lot of ground that I want to cover with you. Uh, I've been kind of building it up for a couple of weeks, and so tonight we jump off into our new series in regard to worship. Uh, we're going to believe God to honor it and to, uh, to, to open our eyes to some to revelation thoughts uh, in regard to worship. And so let's praise Him one more time right there where you're seated. Let's just thank the Lord. Father, one more time we come before you to praise you. God, one more time we come and we say thank you for who you are and all that you do. Lord, you're, you're so mighty and you're so holy. We, we thank you tonight for your word. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' glorious name we adore. Hallelujah. I'm thankful tonight to, to be a citizen of the United States of America. How many will echo that with an amen tonight? I'm thankful tonight that we live in a country where we have the freedom uh, to come together on, even on a Wednesday night and, and worship our Lord, to worship our God, to, to worship our King and worship our Savior in whatever way we see fit. It doesn't matter how we worship, it just matters that we worship. It matters that we're, we're gathered together and that we have the freedom to, to come together and, and worship our God. I, I want you guys to understand something tonight. I truly cherish our time of praise and worship. I truly love our, our times when we, when we lift our voices and we sing praise unto our God. I've got several pastor friends that, uh, that I will watch on, on the computer from time to time. I've got several men that, uh, that I love to hear preach myself. I've got several guys that I enjoy their ministry, so I'll tune into their services. And uh, just like people tune in and watch us on Facebook Live, I'll tune in and watch some of those guys on Facebook Live as well. I can tell you, uh, by watching other people, uh, we're blessed. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not knocking any of them. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to take away. They're worshiping the Lord, and that's what matters the most. But guys, we're a very blessed people. Uh, I, I love the freedom and liberty we have. I love the opportunity to, to gather in the altars and worship our God. I, I, I love to, to give God the praise and the honor and the glory that, that He deserves. But I also will tell you tonight as your pastor and as your friend that, that our worship needs to be something more than we do just when we're in this building. Our worship needs to be something more than we do than just when we're uh, on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night. I believe worship for the man of God and the woman of God ought to be a lifestyle. I, I think it ought to be something we walk out and live out every day. How many believe that tonight? Praise and worship, I believe, is an important, integral part of the church. I, I believe that praise and worship is part of the mission or part of the calling of the church. We're called as a body of believers. We're called as a church to worship our God, right? 
uh, and, and to create a place, an atmosphere or an environment so that it doesn't matter what your background is, it doesn't matter what your, your history it is, it doesn't matter what color of skin you have, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you should be able to come to the house of God and be able to worship the Lord with freedom and liberty. Amen? Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 says there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. Listen, if we're all one in Christ Jesus, if, if we're all saved by the, the same God, I believe we all should be able to worship the same God as well, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the things I, I often and have encouraged Julie in and, and continually encourage our worship pastor in is, is I want people to be able to walk in the door and, and no matter what, age group they may fall into, whether they're young or old or, or no matter what history they may have, whether they're uh, city people or country people or whatever demographic you might want to put on someone, everybody should have a moment in our worship service where, where they can truly enter in and worship the Lord with all that they are. Worship is about involvement. Worship is about inclusion. Worship is about getting everybody on the same page because we're all worshiping the same God. How many believe that tonight? I've often been asked the question as a pastor, especially what, what style of worship I believe is the best style of worship. Do you, do you like the traditional stuff, pastor? Do you like the contemporary stuff, pastor? Do you, do you like a, a grand piano? Do you like an organ? Do, do you like some guy playing a guitar or, or, or do you like some guy beating on a drum? What's, what's your favorite style of worship, Pastor? Well, uh, can I just say this and, and just kind of put a ribbon on it when I say it? I, I believe that that's one of the weapons that the enemy uses to create division within the church. When we focus so much attention on style, we're losing our focus on who it is we're supposed to be worshiping. I believe with all my heart is that God is not nearly as concerned about our style of praise and worship as He is with who our worship is directed to. I believe He wants us to worship Him and not music. He wants us to worship Him and not a style. How many believe that tonight? Uh, the, the truth is the best kind of praise and worship, the, the best style of praise and worship is simply this. It's the kind that brings glory and honor and worship and thanks unto the God who has saved our very soul. Amen. See, people have asked me from time to time what kind of worship I like. And, and I've also had people ask me the question about why it is that I worship. Why do you lift your hands, Pastor? Why do, you, why do tears run down your face? Why, why do you sing as loud as you humanly possibly can sing, Pastor? Why do you shout? Why do you jump up and down? Why do you, why do you get so excited? Why do you worship? Listen, they might not really comprehend the reason why we worship the way we do. They might not fully comprehend the, the reason why we go after God with everything we are. Maybe, maybe it's someone you work with, maybe it's people you go to church with, maybe it's new converts, maybe it's friends or family members, but, but the truth of the matter is not everybody gets it. Not everybody understands the reason why we worship the way we worship. How many know that, that just to tell them in response, listen, I just do it that way because that's the way my church does it, is not a good enough answer. To tell somebody the reason why you worship is because, well, that's just the way it's always been done, is not a good enough answer. See, some folks need some facts. Some folks need some deeper understanding. And I believe it's important for us to be able to tell someone when they ask us the reason why, the reason why we worship. 
So tonight, as we begin this brand new series with a focus on praise and worship, I, I want to put some tools in your hands of, of all of us tonight to help us to be prepared to give an answer when somebody asks us why we worship. Find your Bibles, if you would, please, tonight. We're going to go to the book of Revelation. We're going to go to the book of Revelation. We're going to go to the book of Re Revelation, chapter 5. We want to talk to you tonight about why we worship. I've got a lot of reading, so bear with me as we, as we dig into the Word tonight. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 1. The Bible says, And I saw in the right hand of Him who sat on the throne a scroll, written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I, then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. And so I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and the, the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And then he came and he took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp of, and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and you, you have redeemed us to God by your blood. And out of every tribe and tongue and, and people and nation, and having made us kings and priests to our God, we shall reign on the earth with Him. And then I looked and I heard a voice of many angels around the throne and living creatures and elders and, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth such as that are in the sea and that are, that are with them, I heard them saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And then the twenty-four elders and the twenty, excuse me, then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped Him who lives forever and ever. Let's pray. Father, thank You tonight for Your Word. Thank You, God, for the revelation power we find therein. God, we would ask You tonight to, to help us glean wisdom from Your Word, to draw us closer to You through it. And God, please leave nothing out in this service that You want to do. God, I, I pray that You bring revelation knowledge of the reason why we worship You. We love You and we praise You in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give Him one more hand clap of praise if you wouldn't mind together with me, please. Now, please let your pastor make kind of a disclaimer at the beginning of the service before I, before I say anything else to you. When I begin to, to give you the list of the reasons why I believe we're called to worship our God, please understand this is not an exhaustive list. 
there, there's probably a whole lot more reasons that other people could, could come up with as to why we worship our God. But I want to use Revelation chapter 5 verses 1 through 14 as an outline and an illustration for us tonight just to put an exclamation point on some reasons why I believe we're called to worship our God. I'm thankful tonight that He put air in our lungs and blood in our veins and has given us the ability to do just that, to worship Him. How many are thankful tonight you can worship the Lord? God is the God over all creation. And friend, that gives you a reason to worship Him. God has been good to us. He's, he, he's saved you. He's healed you. He's delivered you. He's filled you with His Spirit. Uh, he's protected you. He's provided you for you. Friend, that gives us a good reason to worship Him. Uh, listen, He's blessed you going out and He's blessed you coming back in. He's blessed you rising up. He's blessed you lying back down. He's the God of all provision. He's the God of all protection. He's the God of all enabling. Church, that gives us a good reason to worship Him. How many would agree with that tonight? Amen. But church, I also submit to you tonight that is this. It goes much further than just what He has done for us every day or what He's going to do for us in the future. We not only praise Him because of all that He has done, but we also worship Him simply for who He is. Worship is about how holy our God is. Worship is about who He is. Worship is about His glory. Worship is the fact that He is the Lord God omnipotent. He is the Lord God almighty. He rules and He reigns. That's one of the simple reasons why we worship our God. Yes, we can try to uh, explain our personal reasons to our friends and our family members as to why we worship our God. But how many know that for some folks, uh, it's just never going to be a good enough answer? For some people, they need to take it just a little bit further. For some people, they need the facts, the whole facts, and nothing but the facts. Give us the facts, preacher. Amen? Uh, the people of the world have been exposed to so much flim-flam, phony baloney, half-truths in the world that when they hear somebody talk about worship or they ask you the reasons why you personally worship, many times they're not going to believe what you say because they've been lied to so many times by the world uh, that even the act of worship causes them to be skeptical or uneasy about watching somebody worship or talk or communicate about being a worshiper. Uh, listen, uh, some people have it set in their mind that the reason why we worship is to look good. The reason why we worship is to, to sound good. Or the reason why we worship is, uh, is so that somebody can compliment us and pat us on the back. Some folks believe the reason why we worship is all about the show, the performance, the lights, the fog, the, the sound equipment, the, the, the theatrics that we have going on behind us on the platform. Listen, none of that has any relevance unto God when it comes to worship. Right. I, I believe the bullfrogs out in the, by the pond sing worship and praise unto God. I believe the birds that fly through the air sing worship unto our God. I believe that all living creatures give praise and worship unto our God. The enemy is looking for a reason for, to make people focus on the how rather than the why. Listen, friend, the reason why we worship is so much greater than uh, how we look or how we sound. The reason we worship is so much greater than what people think about us or the compliments we receive. Listen, it's not about the show. It's not about the approval of man. What I believe it all boils down to is the reason we worship God is because of who He is. 
And in the Word of God tonight, here in the book of Revelation, I believe we find the facts as to why we worship. So, so why is it we worship the Lord? Well, the first reason I see tonight, friend, is this. He holds the future. The reason we worship is that He holds the future. Look at verse 1 with me there in Revelation 5. Revelation 5 and 1 says, And I saw the right hand of Him who sat on the, the throne, and a scroll was... Excuse me. And I saw in the right hand of Him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Bless the Lord. How many understand that He holds the whole world in His hand? And the one who holds the whole world in His hand is the one who holds the future in His hand as well. How many agree with that tonight? I believe that, that most of us in this room would agree tonight with the statement I'm about to make. Most of us want to know what the future holds, right? Most of us want to know what the future holds, right? <laughs> the, the thought of it is this. If we know what the future is going to bring, then we can prepare for it. If we know what the tomorrows are going to hold, if we know what the future is going to bring, then we can start to plan. We can start to prepare. We can start to make precautionary measures to, to take care of ourselves in future events if we know what tomorrow is going to bring. That's the reason why the world offers us things like a horoscope or psychic hotlines because people are looking for answers. How many of you understand? Uh, people will make their predictions. They'll gaze into their crystal ball simply because people are looking for answers about the future. They want to know about the future from everything from war to the weather. And in the process, they can do some pretty bizarre, strange things trying to figure out what the future is going to hold when all the time, if they just simply look to the Word of God, they could probably figure it all out. Amen? The, the fact of the matter is, there's only one who really knows what the future is going to hold, and that's our Father who is in heaven. Our God knows what tomorrow is going to be. Our God knows the beginning from the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I believe He knows all points and parts in between. Amen? He's the only one who knows when this old world is going to get its wake-up call at the sounding of the trumpet. In Mark chapter 13, verse 32, the Bible says, Of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son of God, but only the Father. The Father knows what the future is going to hold when it comes to the rapture of the church. The Father knows what the future is going to be when the trumpet's going to sound. The Father knows the day, the time, the hour. The Father knows the future. How many are with me tonight? He's the only one with all the answers about the future. When you look over just one chapter there in the book of Revelation, what you'll see is that the scroll that was in the right hand of the Son of God, the scroll that was in the right hand of the Lion and the Lamb, the scroll that was in the right hand of Him who was worthy to take it and open it, what we see is that the scroll has the revelation of the things that are about to befall planet Earth. Why is this so important and why should we worship Him because of it? Friend, I believe it's because the one who holds the scroll also holds the power and knows what future events are going to come to pass. He's the one with the power to save and the power to heal. He's the one with the power to deliver even from the future that's about to befall us all. He holds the future over the world and over each and every person. Listen, the government does not hold your future. 
The United Nations does not hold your future. Our Heavenly Father holds our future. He knows your tomorrow from your yesterday. He knows everything about us, friend. That's a reason to worship our God. He holds my future. Why do I worship Him? Because He holds my future in His hand. Another reason why we worship Him is this. I believe we worship Him simply because He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Look at verses 4 through 6. Verse 4 says, So I wept much, because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Don't weep. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has prevailed, and to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And behold, I looked, and in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood as a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Praise God, I believe our God tonight is worthy. I believe He's worthy. I said I believe He's worthy, He's worthy, He's worthy, He's worthy. When we think about someone or something being worthy, what we're actually focusing on, what we're actually talking about is their worth or their value. A good question, I believe, to continually ask ourselves as believers, a a good question to ask ourselves as worshipers is, is how much is my God worth to me? What's the value of God in my eyes? What's the value of my God in my heart? What's the value of God to me? That's, that's a great question to continually ask ourselves on a, on a continual basis. I, I believe that needs to roll over and over in our minds again and again, especially as we gather to worship Him. Many times worth is determined by ability. You're worth more by what you're able to do. In Revelation chapter 5, verse 3 and 4, the Bible said that no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. And so John said he wept because no one was found worthy to open or to read the scroll or to look at it. No one was found worthy. No one had the ability to open the scroll or even to look at it. Oh, but that's not the end of the story, was it? One of the elders reached over to John and said, Hang on, there's somebody coming. There's someone who came along who was the lion of the tribe of Judah. He was the root of David. He was the one who prevailed and he was the one found worthy to open the scroll and read the contents of what was on the inside. The Word of God calls him both the lion and a lamb. To, to speak about Jesus as a lion shows him as the ruler. How many understand there's some, there's some integrity, there's some honor, there's some, there's some character when you think about a lion? You think about the boldness and the courage of a lion. You think about the leadership, the power, the authority of the lion. Jesus Christ seen as a lion shows him as a ruler. He was the only one able. He was the only one worthy. He was the Son of God and still is today. But that wasn't it all that that was spoken of. They also said that that he also was a lamb as well. To show Jesus as a lamb speaks of him as as a servant. Jesus Christ humbled himself and he left the glories of heaven and he came to this earth that that he was a part of creating. 
And He became a servant to all of us to die on the cross of Calvary, to take stripes on His body, to take away the sins of the world. He was the Lion and He was the Lamb. Why do we worship Him? Because He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is worthy, He is able, and He's coming back to rule and to reign over all creation. Why do we worship? Because He is the Lamb that was slain to take away the sins of the entire world. He paid a price you could never pay. He paid a debt He did not owe. He did the work that you and I could never do. He was the Lion and He was the Lamb. We worship Him because He is worthy. We worship Him because He is able. Psalms 18 and 3 says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. Psalms 145 verse 3 says, Great is the Lord and most worthy to be praised. His greatness no one can fathom. Revelation 4 and 11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Come on, church. He's worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is able tonight. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Why do we worship Him? Well, we worship Him because He's worthy. One more reason why I believe tonight we're called to worship our God, and that's this. I, this is the one I've been excited to get to. It gets us ready for where we're going to. It gets us ready for heaven. Why, why do we worship Him in the right here and now? Because one day we'll worship Him in the right there and then. Look with me again, verses 11 through 14. Verse 11 through 14 in your word says this, And then I looked, and I heard a voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the numbers of them were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and, and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped Him who lives forever and ever and ever and ever. Bless the Lord. We better get ready. We better get ready. We better get ready. Because someday soon, we're going to be worshiping Him face to face. Right now, we worship as through a glass dimly. But soon and very soon, we'll be worshiping Him face to face. How many would agree tonight that, that when we're going to go do something, we like to get ready to go do the thing that we're going to do? How many of you had that that mama or that daddy or that grandpa or that grandma that, that when they were driving the lawnmower or when they were driving the tractor, they'd put you in the seat in front of them. Nobody? Brother Joey, bless God, I'm so glad. There's one, one person here tonight that had a granddad like mine. Granddad, granddad would put me right in his lap and he'd say, okay boy, watch out for the telephone poles. And we'd take off of driving. When I was 12 years old, this is an honest, 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 honest story. When I was 12 years old, I got my very first traffic ticket. 
My, my grandfather thought that I should learn how to drive, and so he took me to a secluded place to teach me how to drive. That just happened to be a, a location called Mohawk Park. Mohawk Park was, was centered around the, the Tulsa Zoo, and there's lots of roads and uh, picnic areas, and it's a very large uh, park where, where the, you can just go and drive. And, and so Papa put me over in the, the, the driver's seat of the car when I was 12 years old. I could barely see up over that steering wheel, man. And he said, okay, boy, drive. And so we'd take off, and I don't know how many days we'd drive through that park. My grandfather had this 1970-whatever uh, Ford LTD that was as long from that tree to that tree. I mean, this thing was a boat. And, and four doors and, and probably weighed 20 million pounds. And I'll never forget, they, it was right about the time they started checking people for insurance. And so the police officers had a, a checkpoint set up there inside the park. There was police officers on this side of the road, and police officers on that side of the road, and you could see them from a long ways off. And I said, what do we do? And Papa said, just drive on up there, boy. And so I drove right on up to the checkpoint, and they said, uh, we need to see your driver's license, please. And I went. I left it at home. Father, forgive me. <laughs> I got that ticket, and, and I really expected, my mama really expected, because my papa, my grandfather, was the one out taking me driving. She expected he'd be the one that'd pay the ticket. Uh-uh. Guess who got to pay the ticket? My mama did. That's who it was. It wasn't me. It was my mama. See, when you're going to learn to do something, they knew that someday I would need to know how to drive a vehicle on my own. Uh, when, when your grandpa puts you on his lap and put you in front of that tractor wheel or, or that lawnmower wheel or that vehicle wheel, he knew that one day you were going to need to know how to drive on your own. He was preparing you for something that was going to happen on down the road. Right. I'm a big believer in being prepared for an event we're going to do one day. Friend, one day we're not going to worship from a distance. One day we're going to worship face to face. And I want to be ready when I get there. How about you? Amen. Something I, I want to, a truth bomb I want to drop on you tonight. Do you know that one of the few things that you're going to be taking to heaven with you is going to be your worship? It's one of the few things we get to carry into heaven with us. Your house isn't going with you. Your car's not going with you. Your bank account's not going with you. Your possessions, your worldly things that you've gathered and accumulated along through life, they're not going to go to heaven with you, friend. But the worship is going to be carried. The way you worship here is going to be carried into heaven with you there. Man, that tells me I want to get ready down here. Well, how embarrassing will it be to stand before the Lord and to be the one jumping up and down and all excited and just passionate as we can be. And the Lord say, man, I remember once upon a time when my presence came into that service and you sat there so mad and angry and unmoved and untouched. My, my spirit was wooing you and drawing you, but, but you were so resistant to what I was going to do. Friend, we need to prepare down here for what we're going to be doing over there one day. Here in the Word of God, we get a glimpse into exactly what heaven's going to be like. Revelation chapter 4, verses 8 through 11, the Bible says that each of the four living creatures having six wings uh, covered with eyes all around, even under the wings, day and night, they never stopped saying continually, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. 
who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creature gives glory and honor and thanks to Him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and, and worship Him who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before Him, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for You created all things. And by Your will they were created and have their being. And in Revelation 19, verse 6, the Bible says, And I heard, as it were, a multitude, the voice of a great multitude, and the sound of many waters, and as the sound of a mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Come on, heaven's going to be a place of radical, loud, crazy worship unto the King of glory. And I submit to you tonight as your friend and as your pastor, if you don't like praise and worship down here, you're not going to like heaven very much.